You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Seven Footers crew, what is happening? How is everybody? We hope well. How are you doing over there, Gerard? I'm good, man. Enjoying this summertime weather. You know the weather's fine. Everybody's trying to be outside, getting their summertime party on. That's what I'm doing. NBA offseason. So, you know, we're, we're doing good. <laughs> That's right. You said it. The NBA offseason, which means we have seen a champion be crowned, and that is the dynasty that is the Warriors. They beat the Celtics in six games. Game six there uh, wasn't too much of a nail biter, really. Uh, 103 <laughs> to 90. Um, it was pretty much decided later on in the series. But hey, the Celtics gave it a good go. And in the beginning, I was like, wait, are they going to do this? They you might know, do this. They, they had a chance, but you know, Golden State showed their championship medal. Of course they did. Of course they did. But again, Celtics have a lot to be proud of in this offseason, building off of that uh, run there in the mm -hmm. finals. So good for them. And of course, congratulations, Steph Curry. Finals MVP added it to the resume. So now we can shut the hell up about all the narratives. <laughs> so you know that that one was drowned out. Your girl loves a good narrative. But uh, that one was too much. Yeah. I mean, like, like we talked about last week on the show, like... Uh, Yes, the Warriors are great. We told you Steph Curry's great. Like, I mean, winning finals MVP, that's just a silly thing that people out there in the Twitterverse like to argue about. That does not change who he is as a player. He's always been that dude. Big facts. So let's move on because we also had the NBA draft, okay? I mean, it didn't stop. It went right through there. And again, that's that revised schedule that we're playing out mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. to get back to old times. But anyway... <laughs> Let's talk about the draft, Gerard. What did you think? I mean, the guys yeah. came through dripping. The confidence was high. But were there winners? Who were the, who were the winners? Who were the losers? Yeah, there, there were definitely winners. Look, I, I thought the top three went as we all expected, right? With, um, well, maybe not in the Little order you expected, but the three people who were in the top three is who we expected, right? We expected Paolo, we expected Chet, and we expected Jabari, right? Now, mm -hmm. maybe not in that order, but that's who we thought was going to go top three. Um, you know, in Orlando, I thought played this well. They kept the cards, uh, held their cards close to the chest. Um, nobody knew who they were going to pick. Um, and then it comes out. They take Paolo Bancaro from Duke, and I think it's a great pickup for them. Um, Chet going, home run going to Oklahoma City. You know, they have a 1,000 picks and all this cap space. And, you know, mm -hmm. Jabari, who maybe thought he was going one, fell down the third to, to Houston. He and was so, sweating there. Did you see him there? I, I did. I like, saw Oof. him. He was looking a little, a little sad. <laughs> then, then he got the call that was Houston. So you saw him perk up a bit. And look. 
if you know, you know, the NBA is an ultra competitive league, Jenna guys, I mean, you got to be a dog to make it in this league. So whatever chip on his shoulder he needs. So if he's going to be like, oh, y'all doubted me by choosing me third and not. Okay, cool. Whatever, whatever's going to motivate you to work as hard as you need to work. Cue the Jordan meme. I took that personally. Cool. Whatever it is, you know, get, get yourself together and, you know, it'll, it'll be all right. But I think those three teams acquitted themselves well with who they took in the top three. Yeah, couldn't agree more there. I mean, pretty much standard of how we thought it would go, but a little bit of shuffling there in the top three. So who do you think uh, won the draft? What team so do you think is going to benefit the most here? I liked what Detroit did. Um, oh, not did. the Knicks? <laughs> oh, we'll get to the Knicks in a minute. Um, getting Jaden Ivey and Jalen Duren, I thought, was a hell of a pickup uh, for Detroit. They knew who they wanted, went after them, um, and, and they got their men. So – I, I, I was impressed with what they did. I thought, again, those guys in the top three grabbing who they grabbed in terms of uh, Paolo, Chet, and 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 Jabari. Great pickups by, by the three of them. Um, you know, and, and I just think that ultimately those teams, to me, probably did the best. I do think Charlotte getting Mark Williams at 15, they got lucky. Like, because Mark Williams is really good, and, you know, a lot of people aren't, you know. Problem with the draft, as I said to Jenna last week, teams – teams fans boo because they're like i never heard of this guy he sucks whatever and it's like as i said last week it's not about that boo your team because they suck at player development like that's your problem not who got drafted everybody that got drafted is talented but the question is does your team have the right things in place to develop and get the most out of that player some teams do most of y'all don't you kill me it's true um was that I saw a call on uh, my way home actually from work. Uh, MJ Colin uh, Mark, Mark who you just mm-hmm. yeah uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and he was like, I still take pride. Something like I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, I still take pride even though you're a dookie. Oh yeah, because because <laughs> MJ's in, you, you know listen, you know MJ can't let nothing slide. That dude gonna carry grudges till he's a thousand years old. Like that's for just- real though who he is right so of course the carolina Duke connection of course is gonna rib him and do all that look charlotte's one of those teams and i'm like mm, do y'all know what y'all doing can you incubate and get guys right I, we'll see we'll see what happens i'm not I, i'm i'm not very optimistic uh, I, th- I think he's very good hopefully he and his work ethic overcomes the garbage that is that organization in terms of development but we'll see all right. All right. So last Thursday was the draft. It's never ending draw because this Thursday mm. is officially the start of free agency. Oh, oh, wait, before we go to free agency, the Knicks got to talk about them. Uh, as oh, far as, sorry. I kind uh, of like did that on purpose. <laughs> as, as far as losers. Look, I just. I, you, you, they gave, they traded out of the draft, right? So they, they didn't pick anybody. And, and, so remember how I said Paolo, the Magic played it well because they held their cards yeah. close to the vest and no one knew what they were going to do? Conversely, everybody knew what the Knicks wanted. Fucking the janitor down the hall knew that they wanted Jaden Ivey. And I'm just like, I don't understand how it is that, like, y'all just let your plans be out there so everybody knows what's going on. Like, this is the draft. You got to be in stealth mode. You got to, like, how, like, remember, we were, for di- for months, we were like, oh, the Knicks want Jaden Ivey. It's like, why do you, does everyone know this? Why does everyone know your business? And then you couldn't get them. Obviously, you tried. They wouldn't take the deal, whatever. So you end up trading out. You move the Kemba Williams contract, Kemba Walker contract, and that's all well and good. You had to give up future draft picks for that. Yeah, you got back three firsts who were lightly protected. 
But Jenna, you know, this team who I thought a year ago was making smart decisions, they're falling back down that rabbit hole, Jenna, of like, what are y'all doing? Like, I just... Staying consistent. At least that's what yes, they're doing. Yes, staying consistently stupid with, with, the, with, their, with what they do. I just, you know, look, we'll get to them in free agency, but like, I just, wow. Wow. Yeah, wow. That's oh all I got to say. God. Wow. I, I didn't know if there was anything coming. I was no, like, no, okay, no, no. It, let it, me it, give him it, a second. It, it's just, wow, wow. That I, I, I mean... That's all you could you say. You know, my, my, my cousin who's the next man is like, see... He's like, he's, he goes to me, he's like, Trump, see, that's your problem being an objective journalist. You think, you see opportunities and you're like, ooh, they're doing smart things, whatever. I'm a cynical 25-year long-suffering Knicks man. I know they do dumb shit. So I don't get excited about anything because I know they're going to mess it up. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe you're right. That's, that's, the, that's the attitude you got to have if you're a Knicks fan. They're always going to do dumb things. And it's just, it's a shame. It's made us tough. It's made us tough. I mean, something. Mm. <laughs> hey, <clears throat> so consensus losers of the draft, the New York Knicks. Yeah, for sure. Right. So again, like I said, last Thursday we had the draft. Now this Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, it is kicking off free agency. Mm -hmm. And the rumblings in the news have already been wild from the Phoenix Suns to, you know, of course, the Knicks throwing their names up in there per usual. And then, you know, the list goes on. And of course, the domination of the Kyrie Irving mm, news. God. Um, will he show up to work? Will he not? <laughs> we'll see. So let's get into free agency here, Gerard, yeah, I'd yeah. love to um, know your thoughts. Mm -hmm. What key moves do you think that we are definitely going to be seeing? So I think, uh, so someone is going to offer, going to put a nice offer sheet in front of DeAndre Ayton. We yep. know that the situation in Phoenix got bad uh, at the end of last year, but it yeah. really, it really started in the off season, the year prior when they did not give him his rookie max as rookie extension. Yeah, last and, October. And ultimately, when he does leave, which I think he will this this summer via um, via an offer sheet or a sign and trade or whatever, that story is going to come out about what the real deal is and what happened there in Phoenix because something just was weird, man. He was fine. He was a good good soldier during the regular season. Played well, dominant, doing all his doing all his stuff. Then there was that postseason, the the, the that epic collapse. Uh, against the Dallas Mavericks, where he played like that was wild. Only in the first half, Monty didn't. Yeah. He and he Monty got into a dust up on the side on the sideline. Didn't play at all in the second, and it's just like, all right, something something went wrong somewhere. We heard little reports that like Monty is not his biggest fan, but I'm like, there's got to be more to it than Monty just not being a fan of him. Something somewhere went haywire and went or went awry, and we will find that ultimately. I think when he does leave this summer, which I think he will. So yeah, Aiton's. Aiton's going to move somewhere. I, I'm a firm believer in that. I don't think mm. people like, so Zach Levine, like he's staying in Chicago. Like I don't, I don't see him going anywhere. Yeah. Brad, Bradley Beal, <laughs> like, you know. This, this, yeah. What's the deal with Beal? This whole idea about Ooh, free, Brad rhyme. <laughs> free, free Bradley Beal. It's like, no, like Bradley Beal's decided what he wants. He wants money. Like he doesn't care about going to a team to help win. Cause if he did, he would have left already and for, or, or moved his way out of there. Right. And put Big more facts. pressure on, on the on the Wizards uh uh GM and ownership. So he's staying in Washington and, and gonna collect that bag. Dame uh, probably staying in Portland. Like I don't see it because the, the other thing too, Jenna, is that there aren't enough teams with cap space, right? I mean, 
Detroit, Indiana, the Knicks can make some can make some more space. I mean, there aren't a ton of teams that have cap space. So, you know, we're, we're, we're limited, right? It's Detroit, Indiana, Orlando, San Antonio. I just, and I don't see any of those teams going after anybody with a big salary because, and Oklahoma City, of course, can also make space because um, they don't want to tie themselves to middling or middle-aged or, you know, by middle-aged, I mean like late 20s. Or right. early 30s supermax guys. They want they got young guys on that roster, on those rosters, and they want to build around the young talent. So I don't see any of those teams, you know, trying to get a guy like a Levine or a Beal or any of these dudes. Oh, back to uh Aiton really quick, because there's reports, of course, that are out there saying that the Pistons are gonna try to pursue him super heavy. So what are your thoughts about that? I mean, imagine say they get Aiton and then you have Cade Cunningham. And, like, the list goes on. We just recapped it with the draft. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there could be something in Detroit. So, so you're saying so you're random saying, factories. You're saying Detroit get Aiton, you're saying? Is that what you're saying? If they were to get oh, Aiton. Oh, oh, oh. It's interesting because, so with, with Jalen Duran now, I don't know if they want Aiton, right? Because, I mean, they could for sure. Um, but they already kind of have a big man that's kind of more in line with the timeline of the guys they have. Cade. Uh, now Jaden mm-hmm. Ivey, Sadiq Bay, et cetera. Of course, they made the Jeremy Grant trade. Um, now, Jalen Dern may never be as good as DeAndre Ayton is right now, right? Like, I, he may not, but maybe he has higher upside. Who knows? Um, and if they do make that DeAndre Ayton move, then that's telling me they think they have a shot of, like, not only making the playoffs this year, but maybe even think, think they could win around. It is the challenge, Jenna, with not challenge, but, like, what happens after a season and the offseason. Teams, either rightly or wrongly, fool themselves into thinking there's something that they may not be, right? <laughs> so, and Detroit probably looks at a team like Cleveland, right? And they were like, yo, the Cavaliers were great this year. Had it not been for an injury at the end, they, I mean, the Cavs were the number three team in, in the Eastern Conference yeah. uh, in January, right? Ballin'. Had Jared Allen not gotten hurt, they'd probably make the playoffs, right? And that's with uh, Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, right? Jared Allen, who I mentioned, right? A young team. So Detroit probably looks at them and, and is like, that team's kind of like us, right? We got Cade Honey Cunningham. We got Jaden Ivey now. We got J- – so if we get a DeAndre Ayton type, maybe – like, you know, so maybe they convince themselves we can be that team going forward. Maybe they can, maybe they can't. I don't know. But that's that's the challenge when you're a, a front office and you're working and you're trying to figure out, OK, who are we as an organization? Right. Are we just going to get on this timeline with these young kids and let them develop? Or do we think all we need is like that DeAndre Ayton piece? And with those young guys, we can challenge for the playoffs this year and right now. Who knows? Very, very interesting. And I can't wait to see certain teams just make some dumb moves and then you're going to just go <laughs> off and it's going to be amazing. Yeah, but yeah, for real. yeah. Um, you wrote the word scuttlebutt in the nah. uh, rundown. I <laughs> chuckled, but I had to bring it up. So let's talk about the scuttlebutt around <laughs> Jalen Brunson in Dallas there because his dad is part of the Knicks. There's rumors that he might go to the Knicks and that Dallas pretty much is very aware of that. So what's I mean, the deal? I mean, I think it's a foregone conclusion, right? Like, Let's just do um, a little bit of the connect the dots here. Rick Brunson, Jalen's dad, uh, Leon Rose used to be his agent. Mm -hmm. Leon Rose also used to be Jalen Brunson's agent. 
Yes. Uh, Leon Rose, William Wesley, who's uh, the, the, the next special advisor, Jalen Brunson. I'm sorry, Rick Brunson. Those guys mm-hmm. go way back and know each other a long time. William Wesley and, and, and Leon Rose have known Jalen Brunson since he was born. Um, they added his dad to their staff. Why, why do we think that is? Well, perhaps because they want to get Jalen Brunson, which, again, in a vacuum, Jenna, there's nothing wrong with Jalen Brunson. He's a perfectly fine player. But if you are the Knicks, what does that do for you? You're not a team that's like winning 48 to 52 games every year and you're in the playoffs consistently like that. And he's you're not like the, one player away from making a real difference. Right. Like he, that, that's not what they are. They're still trying to figure out what do we have in RJ Barrett? What do we have in Obi Toppin? What do we have in Quentin Grimes? Quickly, Jericho Sims, all these young dudes. Like, what are we going to do with Julius Randle? Like, what are they? Right. And so to me, Jalen Brunson doesn't I mean, what's he going to get you? Two more wins, maybe a season? One and a half, and at four years, a hundred million dollars. Now, in the long run, as the salary cap continues to increase, that may not be a big deal. But four years, a hundred million dollars for a small point guard, Jenna. Like, I just, how does that bring you value? I don't, I don't see it. Right. Yeah. And remember, this is Jalen Brunson doing this last year, playing next to Luka Doncic. Ain't right. nobody on the Knicks anywhere near as talented as Luka Doncic, okay? Right. And I, like, I think people need to also differentiate that, don't get me wrong, this is nothing, not a knock against Jalen Brunson, but there's players that shine and are good, like, like, let's say Chris Middleton and Giannis, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's also players that just make the stars look really good mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. makes them look better than they are. Mm-hmm, Again, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that about Jalen Brunson. I'm just saying let's not, you it's know. The, right. It, it, I, and I get it. The Knicks need a point guard. I understand that. But again, for what this team currently is, I don't know how that makes you whatever it is you want to be. And again, the question I have for the Knicks, Jenna, is like, yo, what is your plan like as an organization? What, what's the blueprint? Right. Here? Like what? First of all, the Knicks, the, the, the management, Leon Rose and Wesley and all that, they don't have any press conferences, no media availability. They don't say anything about anything, which is bizarre to me. I'm like, everyone knows your business about what you want to do in the draft, yet y'all can't have no press conferences about here's what our plan is. Right? I think they think that they're too cool, like the coolest kids in school. The coolest kids in school who've been a laughing stock franchise for the last decade, two decades plus. Like I just, I just don't get it. Like y'all ain't that cool. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, as an entity, the Knicks to make money, cool. But as a product on the floor, if you're a Knicks fan, what over the last twenty five years, what has brought you joy from that team? The mellow run, Linsanity? Like is this what we talking about? Like is this what we're talking about? That's some sad about shit. Practice? You're right. That is some sad shit, man. <laughs> like I just I remember when we wouldn't even curse on this show. I know. Now and I'm now like, it's oh, like who, who gives a shit? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I mean, hey, they it, gotta it, figure it out. I just I just don't and look, you have Leon Rose put out a statement um last week basically being like, we have all these picks. You know, we got cap flexibility. We can do some stuff. And it's like, okay, but what are you going to do? Like, what's the plan here? Like, are you developing the young guys? 
How? Obi Toppin hardly gets playing time. Not only that, you also have Cam Reddish on this team. Like, what are we doing here? Like, again, are you going to keep playing Derrick Rose and Taj Gibson and that Evan Fournier deal? Oh, that looks terrible now. Like, it's just all these things that to me, I'm like, <clears throat> I, I don't get it, man. And Tibbs, you know, he, he's the got to grind out every win. And it's like, bro, let the young kids develop, man. Like, you you could have a, a future here with these guys, but how are we going to know if we, they never, we never see them play enough? You know, do you think RJ Barrett is on track with where he should be at this point in his Hell career? No. Or do you think we no. need to stop saying how many years are we going to be saying RJ Barrett's developing? Look, he had a good year last season, the season before this one that just completed. He kind of regressed this year, Jenna. And I'm like, now the question is, is that him or is that the organization? A little bit of both. I don't know, right? Like, again, Obi Toppin, why'd you draft him if you're going to keep Julius Randle? Look, I said this last year. The Knicks made a mistake by not selling high on Julius Randle. After he made the All-NBA team last year and decided to sign him to the extension, I was all cool with that. But I was like, yo, do a sign and trade because that's the ceiling. He's never going to be better than he was in that season. What happened this season? Nowhere near as good, right? Got into it with the fans, getting on the finger. But listen, and once the New York fans start turning on you, it's, Yo, it's, New York fans, they were booing at the draft. Every time they said New York, I was like, wow, brutal here. Brutal in the Barclay Center. Mm. But hey, we shall see how the Knicks continue to navigate, which is always entertaining to say the least. Um, who, who needs to utilize free agency the most? You know, it's interesting, Jenna, like, so it's the teams that are like right at the cusp of contending. And then it's the teams that like, and it's the teams that, that are contending already, but like, you know, they need to be a little help around the fringe. So you're talking about the Lakers, the Nets, um, the 76ers, um, you yeah. know, the, these, these, these are the, the teams you're looking at. That's like, all right, y'all got to kind of do a little move here. It's the maybe the Clippers, right? It's it's these kinds of teams that are like, ooh, we're right around, right on the edge. Is it a team like Memphis, right? It's like, okay, you know what you got with your with your core of Ja, Triple J, Desmond Bain, right? But it's like, hmm, like, do we move off of some of those other guys and try to get you know another big time player in here, right? And say, okay, we're gonna go after it this year. You know, it, it, it so it seems like that. It's, and the, the teams that are like on that contending level, right? It ain't the Knicks. Like, uh, unless, unless they're going to clear cap space and go after like a big name, but there are no big names available, you know? So, and I, and I, and I just got a buzz. I'm sure you got the same thing from McMahon yeah. <laughs> that, the, that, that, that the Knicks are the strong favorites to sign Jalen Brunson, which we know. I mean, we, we know we that. We already hear kids. We already know that. Like, what? Well, I mean, and look, I, that's fine. No, I, I could have tweeted that. Come on. Again, it's fine, but how does that help? How does that move the needle? Facts. And you mentioned Memphis. Mm. I, you know, regardless of the numbers and stuff, because you're the GM, I'm not. Mm. <laughs> um, Bradley Beal mm. in Memphis. Again, I think Brad, I think Beal is going to stay in, in Washington because totally. of the money. But if could he they, was in Memphis. Uh, so, so you're saying it would be a, 
So, so for me, if I obviously if, if you move Veal, that means Desmond Bain's got to go, right? Like Bain picks, and then you have to get salaries that match, right? So it's Stephen Adams. That's you do a sign and trade. You, you, I mean, you gotta you gotta move some you gotta move some some pieces out of there, um, because to me, you cannot break up the Jod Triple J. That's got to stay. No, That's, no, that that has to stay. So a, a Beal, Jod Triple Triple J Big Three, that might be nice. Right. But if you're in Memphis, again, as good as Bradley Beal is, what has he shown you in terms of like winning basketball? Wow. I mean, nothing really happens there in Washington. The, so. the, the, the collective Grizzly core, those young kids have advanced as far as Beal has, I think, in his postseason career. I don't think Bradley Beal's been to a conference finals. Let me let me check that out. I don't think he has either because he. um I was reading something recently about him and Tatum, you know, chatting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. during the postseason and the finals run. You know, he's mentoring him and all that. But yeah. I'm like, again, no shade, but like Bradley, what are you saying to your yeah. guy? <laughs> uh, yes, he has been to the Eastern Conference semis twice. That's it. Okay. Never been to a conference finals. He's been to the playoffs one, two, three, four, okay, five times in his career. Five times in eight seasons. Okay, but, you know, two two Eastern Conference semis. So he's gotten as far as the core of the Grizzlies have. Yeah. So, I, if, so me, if I'm Memphis, yeah. I don't know that I don't break the ba- – I, I don't mess up what I got going for Bradley Beal. Like, I just – I don't know that he – But again, Jenna, I don't think it, it's – He's like, not going to go, yeah. Yeah, he it's he wants to stay in Washington. And I'm not mad at him for getting all his, all his cash, but – He's made his decision about what actually matters, right? What's the priority? And it's cool. Make make yeah. all the money you can, my guy. For sure. How old is Bradley Beal? 28, I want to say. Let me see. Yeah, 28. Okay, 28. Yeah, he's coming off the, what was it, wrist hand surgery. Mm-hmm. Say he inks this deal with um with the Wizards, which, you know, pretty mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's probably going to happen. Done deal. Done deal. I, I mean, hey. Now's the time to win in your career. So if if you want to go this path, just know what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, so. I just you know it, it, again. I think it'll be it'll be interesting. I think teams will make a lot of sort of like periphery moves. And the other thing to watch in terms of players, Jenna, like it may not be so like the casual fan. It's not going to be like I don't think a lot of huge names moving, but it might yeah. be guys on who help you at the margins, right? So. The Warriors have an interesting dilemma right now in free agency. So they said they're bringing everybody back. They're already, uh, I want to say, thirty million over the luxury tax. I mean, nice. they, I mean, they, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, I mean, nice. They, let's see, they, let's see, mid level. I'm pulling it up right now. I know this makes great podcast fodder or copy as I'm as I'm searching through who has what over the tax. The Warriors are yeah, twenty three million over the tax. Okay, so, but they have two key free agents. And Gary Payton the second and Kevon Looney. Now, to the casual fan, they might be like, ah, those players don't matter. Uh, I will tell you this. The Warriors do not win the NBA title without Gary Payton the second and Kevon yep. Looney. Matter of fact, they don't beat the Grizzlies without Kevon Looney. Like, yeah. So this is the thing. Like everyone, you know, Jenna, when they watch the finals or whatever, it's, oh, it's because they got Steph. And yeah, yeah, Steph is very important. Don't get me wrong. But it's the fringes where you win championships, okay? And those guys are important. So does someone offer Kayvon Looney 
more money than Golden State's willing to pay? Does somebody offer Gary Payton the second more money than the Warriors are willing to pay? Who was it that I saw was going to target Gary? The Mavericks. Oh, I, yes. The Mavericks. Yes. But they're going to have an interesting situation because the Mavericks, too, are over the cap, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, they are $7 million over the tax. So the best they could do is the taxpayer mid-level, I want to say. Um, and I think and Golden State will match that at like $8 because they have his early bird rights, if I'm not mistaken. Now, now we're getting super deep into the weeds of like cat minutia and early yeah. bird rights and like yeah. all, all that stuff. But yeah. If y'all have questions, at <laughs> JS Hector for that because your girl ain't over here doing You're, you're like, I don't know none of that. But like, so, so these are so players like that. And then the Warriors, okay. So they say, okay, we're not going to keep Otto Porter Jr., Bielitsa, and Damian Lee maybe, and we get somebody else. And it's like, okay. And do those guys go somewhere and help on the fringes? Uh, you look at players like uh, who are free agents, like Andre Drummond, uh, Patty Mills, uh, who could be a free agent. Um, what about DeJounte you know, Murray? He's well, been a big yes, name. He's, yep, DeJounte Roaming Murray. Roaming around the news. Been talked about. So initially, I thought, Jenna, that was really about the Spurs just being like, kind of doing that thing where it's like, okay, if yeah. you if you want DeJounte Murray, this is what it's going to cost you, right? It's going to cost you major draft picks and, and, and all that stuff. That's what I think they mm-hmm. were doing more than anything. It seems like there is some, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, um, that that the, the Hawks want to get him and pair him with Trey Young. I mean, that's interesting. Ooh, um, I just got the chills. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. And it, and it would send John Collins uh, uh, back to the Spurs. Uh, you know, th- that's interesting. To me, it, it looks like other oh, Spurs, they figure, well, we're not here trying to eventually get the super ma- or, or rookie max DeJounte Murray, right? If you're bringing, mm-hmm. you're bringing Collins back, he's already on a $125 million deal, right? Um, so it, it's all, to me, it is all interesting. I think, again, where there's smoke, there is sometimes fire, but we got to kind of slow down and watch all this stuff play out. The, the really yeah. big news here, Jenna, is that most teams, they don't have cap flexibility. And in order to sign anybody big time, have to do a lot of maneuvering, and we haven't seen a ton of that up to this point. And Miles Bridges did mm. did the Hornets come out? They said they were bringing him back, right? Uh, I'm not going crazy. I, I so he the, the deal was not offered yet. I yeah, did. not offered, but I thought they verbally said. But something. yes, but a, a GM Mitch Cupback Cupcheck said we're bringing him back. So yes, what, what that means to me is is that they're haggling over whatever the dollar amount is, right? Um. He, you know, bridges his representation and, and the Hornets are trying to figure out what the number is. So we shall see. Okay. Okay. Not mad at it. And again, honestly, we can predict all we want and talk about it, but free agency, especially in the NBA is just. It's crazy. Bonkers. So again, things are going to heat up officially on Thursday. So we Mm. shall keep you guys posted. We'll be here with you. Don't worry. Now let's talk a little bit about uh, this uh, NBA champion by the name of Draymond Green. Mm, Um, Summer of Draymond continues. It is the summer of Draymond. It's the summer of petty. This man (laughs) like actually like wakes up and tweets like, Okay, just check in, you know, anybody want to come for the smoke today, basically. So, of course, he goes on the old man in the three live pod, and they had it there. There's nothing better than the old man in the three. Yeah, That's J.J. Reddick's pod's great. <laughs> so good. So, so good. J.J. Reddick is 
the gift that keeps on giving. But let's stick to the business here because Draymond gets on the mic. He says, quote, we would not have beat the Cavs coming back around without Kevin. Of course, we know Kevin mm-hmm. is Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about this uh, little bit here because it's getting a lot of traction. Yeah, so, you know, one of the things that that gets talked about a ton, particularly this year after the Warriors won, is bup, 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 bup. the Warriors won a title before Kevin Durant and they won a title after him. He wasn't needed. Just plug in Andrew Wiggins and da, 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 all that. And Draymond basically came out and was like, look, we don't win 2017, 2018 without Kevin Durant. That's just a fact, right? Like they would not have beaten the Cavaliers without Durant. That's why yeah. they went and got him in the first place, right? Like they knew that, right? They were not going to win against the Cleveland Cavaliers without Durant. And many people would argue they weren't going to win in 2015 when they won their first title had Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving not been injured for the Cavaliers, right? So, I mean, so, you know, let, let's 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 call things what they are. Now, look, I say this all the time. You need luck when you have to win championships. And you have to be good enough, of course, for luck to matter. I always throw this example out here. The Orlando Magic can get all the luck they want. They still the Magic, right? <laughs> so, they or the Sacramento Kings yeah. can get all the luck in the world. You still Sacramento, right? Like, you got to be good enough to take advantage of the luck and the warriors were right they took advantage of the luck and but yes they needed durant to beat the cavaliers in 17 and 18 and they in fact did that um and you know durant doesn't get hurt in 19 they beat the toronto raptors so you know draymond just kind of doing a thing putting it out there that we needed durant the other thing is that with draymond and this whole like you know new media old media it's like him and perk are beefing it's just like bad it's just like drama the nba loves this stuff man like this is this is how they keep themselves you know like the nba is now a 12 month sport just like how football is right the nfl is like 12 months out of the year we got something to talk about right and so draymond's gonna be doing podcasts going on remember i said this last week he said don't fuck around and let us win a championship Yo, this is going to be summer of Draymond. Uh, we said this last week. He is not going to stop talking and being places. It's going to right. be everywhere. You can't be mad at it, really. Um, right. He warned us. He, so he, it's he not told, like, right. right. He gave not us like... the answers to the open book test. <laughs> exactly. And we failed. <laughs> That's it. Um, side note, I went on the Real Deal podcast hosted yeah. by Courtney Harden, mm-hmm. spoke about us and our story, Gerard. It was very heartfelt. <laughs> you should go listen to it. And I told everybody that you should be a GM. Oh, nice. Um, I love it. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. So much uh, Gerard talk. Shout out shout but, out to teams who should hire me as a GM. I love that. <laughs> love it. I'll compete for you. Want to um, turn your franchise around? Hire me. <laughs> for real, though. Like, for real. Um, but, yeah, I he asked me about, uh, you know, my thoughts about this new media, uh, whatever, mm. I guess, how you want to call it. What are your thoughts? I mean, I, I don't mind it. I just, um, I, I, I think mind, there's a, should be a seat at the table for everyone. I don't mind it because it's like funny and some fodder, but in terms of like journalism and covering of right. the NBA, like capital J journalism, this new media is a problem, right? Because yeah, what's going to yeah. happen is every athlete is going to go on their podcast and say their thing and we're not, and they're not going to get actual hard questions asked and answered, right? So the fans who want to really get into the nitty gritty of what's going on, are not going to be able to get that, right? And part of this is, Jenna, the the way that COVID has impacted how coverage happens, locker rooms being closed and all that. Mm-hmm. And the NBA has continued to use COVID as a met as a as a as a impediment to stopping that in-person in the locker room sidling up access 
that players uh, that journalists are used to getting. Now it is open for some people, but it's like it's limited, right? If you're it's independent, not it it's not what it was, and it's going to be tough. So it's going to be a challenge to get you know real stories versus athlete propaganda on their platforms. Yeah, very interesting stuff. But let's uh, chat about Kyrie Irving because, again, <laughs> like I tweeted the other day, he continues to disturb my peace. I just <laughs> need a little bit of a break. That's all. But for real, uh, he had until the 29th to determine his future or give us at least a little hint of what he's going to do. And he is opting into that 36.5 million dollar option with the Nets for next season. So they're not out of the woods yet, though. Yes, mm -hmm. he's not. They don't have to worry about what could be, you know, basically their most prominent free agent. But talk to me about this situation because I have a feeling that this isn't the last that we have heard about this. Oh, Jenna, what a like this, like God, this, like. <laughs> so look, the Brooklyn Nets had a culture of player development. A bunch of guys who wanted to be there, scrappy underdogs. Right? Remember when they had that Boston Celtics trade that? demolished the Nets franchise, right? They gave Boston yeah. all those picks, which turned After into Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and all that, right? And everybody's like, wow, this Nets team, they suck. They're going to be terrible. Kenny Atkinson came in there and built them, built up guys who teams gave up on. Joe Harris, mm -hmm. Spencer Dinwiddie, right? He turned D'Angelo Russell around, made him, turned him into an all-star, right? They drafted well. They got Jared Allen, right? Karis LeVert, and they made the playoffs in two, two years in a row, right? Everybody's like, oh, yep. Nets are turning things around. All of a sudden, Kyrie Irving's like, I'm going home to Brooklyn. And Kevin Durant's coming with me. And now, if you are the Brooklyn Nets and you have a chance to get Kevin Durant, well, I mean, as we always say, in order to win a championship, you is a handful of dudes who you have to have on your team. He's one of those dudes, right? Yep. So, of course, you're going to do whatever to get those guys. But the problem is, Jenna, as I often say, when you bring those players into your organization, you cannot give them carte blanche to run amok and do whatever they want to do within your franchise and make personnel decisions. Part of the deal, now mind you, I don't even, I mean, I know, the Nets didn't even want Kyrie. They wanted KD, but they knew, oh. shit, in, 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 order, in order to get Kyrie, we got to, in order to get KD, we got to take Kyrie. All right, fine. Not only did they take Kyrie, they also had to sign DeAndre Jordan, their friend, to that four-year, $40 million deal. DeAndre Jordan is going to about to find himself out of the NBA very shortly because he's not very good anymore. So what happened there? Well, yeah. DeAndre Jordan was being was benched because he wasn't good. They were playing Jared Allen over him. Jared Allen, by the way, who is now an NBA All-Star, borderline All-NBA player, right? You gave him away. The Nets, you think you maybe could have used Jared Allen right now? Um, so, and when Kenny Atkinson would not play DeAndre over Jaron Allen, Katie and Kyrie said, nah, get this dude out of here. Okay. Well, so now you, you're, the coach is already starting to fracture now because now the guy who held players accountable, did whatever you got rid of him. And they say, bring in Steve Nash. Why do they, someone with zero head coaching experience, amazing player. <laughs> but zero head coaching experience. Why? Yeah. Because Steve Nash is going to let them do whatever they want, right? On, like what, on the floor, it's like, the, we're in charge. We don't need your help on anything. Cool. Okay, well, mm, problems, right? So we start that season. Then it's, ooh, we can get James Harden. Oh, well, 
Another chance to get one of those dudes. All right, we do that. But in order to get James Harden, what do we have to do? Got to give up Jaron Allen. Got to get up, give up Karis LeVert, Rodion's Karuks, and here's the, the kicker. And control of your draft for the next seven years. Okay, we get James Harden. Guess we're planning for the future, guys. We get James Harden. We make the Eastern Conference semifinals, but Harden busts up his hamstring, carries hurt, and the Nets losing seven games in the conference semis. Next year, Kyrie doesn't want to get the vaccine. James Harden's annoyed. He forces his way out. So let me get this straight. I gave up control of my draft for seven years. I gave up Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, Rodion's Kuruks, and I no longer have James Harden now. Cool. I get back in return, Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, and Andre Drummond. Okay, nice pieces. Ben Simmons could be very good, but uh, this is a man that hasn't played basketball in over a year and suffered from a know. suffered from a serious uh, meltdown the last time we saw him play for the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. And now KD is like, well, I don't know. I'm having questions about this organization. It's like, well, my guy, the questions you have are because of moves you endorsed and made. This is why they are where they are. Don't you think they'd be in a lot better shape right now if they had KD Kyrie, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie, and all those picks. I think they'd be in a lot better shape today than they are right than, than they are right now. But you know, that's the problem, right? Those guys only want dudes that they know. No, these are the guys we gotta get, bah, 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 this and that. And I say that, Jenna, to juxtapose what goes on in Golden State with the Warriors. Stephen Curry has just as much say-so and influence over that organization as Durant does over the Nets. However, Stephen Curry trusts Joe Lacob, trusts Bob Myers, trusts Steve Kerr. They're going to put the right pieces around. They're going to let those guys develop, and we're going to be just fine. Oh, lo and behold, look what happens. We win the championship, right? We got a – and not only that, we got a bridge for right now where we can keep winning. And we got a bridge to the future. Yeah. Brooklyn, what y'all got? Talk about a good backup plan, man. What y'all got, Brooklyn? You you, you got Problems. a player? You got a player in Kyrie Irving who you and by the way, kudos to the Nets because they, they are taking back control of their franchise. They're like, hell no, we're not giving Kyrie About a five damn years time. Of- it's like, bro, you don't come to work. Why would I give you five years and 240 million dollars? And I don't know if you're going to show up. And everybody's like, oh. Last year was different because of the vaccine. Uh-uh-uh-uh. Year before, he needed PTO after the January 6th Capitol insurrection. He took a week off for his birthday. Uh, listen, every year it's going to be people something People are missing the Kyrie. births of their kids. I'm sorry. Not to interrupt you. No but doubt. people miss the births of their children to play. Like, I, I, look. Priorities. This is but a man Don't miss the birth you- of your child, please. You cannot count on Jenna. He is not reliable as an employee. We talk about this all the time. It is so hard to win in this league, right? It's it's fucking hard, man. Yeah, let it out. Why are you going to have someone on your team who makes it even harder than it already is? Right? Like Big it's already difficult. It's already difficult to win, right? Most people would say Giannis, Jokic, so, you know. You could argue best players in the world, right? And shout out to my good, my guy David Thorpe for making this point. 
between the two of them, they have one ring, Jenna. They've been to one finals, right? And, and, and those are two of the best players in the world, maybe the two best players in the world, right? It's hard to win. Why am I going to sign up to have someone who actively makes it more difficult than it has to be? Literally, he actively chooses to make it harder than it has to be. Right. And now there's a media firestorm around your organization 24-7. You're getting ripped apart every day. It's got to be exhausting, exhausting to be asked about it every day. And last season, Jenna, I know this for a fact. As much as the Nets players said publicly, oh, it's Kyrie's decision, blah, 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 whatever about the vaccine. That shit pissed them off because they got annoyed every time they went on a losing streak or whatever. Oh, well, Kyrie, if Kyrie was there, what, they were tired of answering that shit. Look, he is a supremely talented player. As Andre Guadalla has said, as people have said, maybe one of the most skilled players ever in the, not maybe, one of the most skilled players in the history of this game. That's all well and good. But if you don't show up to work, to put those skills on display so we can win. I don't care how skilled you are. It don't help me, right? Yeah. It doesn't help. And again, if it's not the vaccine, it's going to be something else. It's so let's put, put all that aside. He also gets injured often, right? So you add that to the equation. There's no guarantee this guy's going to play 82 games. So the Nets, so him opting into his deal, his $36 million, now he can still be traded and that works for right. the Nets, right? Because- that's an expiring contract that a team that may want to get off of another contract and clear cap space. All right, we'll take Irving on for, uh, you know, half a year and then we'll let him go and, you know, we'll see what happens. And then we'll see what does the free agent market look like for him? Because you remember the Nets gave him the option to explore signing trades or whatever. Yeah. The, the reason why it didn't happen was because nobody wanted him. They were like, yo, man, you mad talented, but, um, Again, I don't know if you're drama. We we don't want drama. And I don't know if you're going to be here. Are you going to show up? I don't even know. Right. And of course, I mean, everybody has heard at this point, the Lakers having interest in him. What are your thoughts about that? Well, the only way they could have gotten him was if he declined his option, became a free agent and took the the mid-level exception. Right. Or, or, Or some, but they're not now. I mean, Russell Westbrook already opted in. The Nets do not want Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook back in, in, in any trade. Like he's not very good, right? So no, this is this is what this is. Look again, kudos to the Nets. Here's here's the deal. What I would do if I'm them, you got Kyrie, right? He's got the 36 million. It's expiring. So if another team wants to clear cap space, and you can potentially go after a another player who is reliable, who shows up, maybe not as talented as Kyrie but going to be there on time. And you're like, you know what? We'll, we'll take him on. Cool. Now you might be saying to Rob, but that might piss off Kevin Durant newsflash folks. Kevin Durant is under contract for four more years. Okay. Now he can force his way out. Like stars do one. That's going to be a bad look for him. So if I'm, if I'm Joe Sai, I'm like, I mean, if you want to risk your reputation by forcing a trade, by all means do that. Now we will happily trade you but we're going to trade you to where we want to trade you to, to get back as much as we have. Cause let's be, let's be correct, correct about something. If a team has a chance to get Kevin Durant under contract for four years, Oh, they're going to trade and do trade all kinds of stuff, a bunch of picks, a bunch of young talent. And guess what that means to the nets. They can rebuild, get the draft capital back. Now we're ready to roll. So if I'm the nets, I'm seriously considering moving Kyrie. And if Durant bucks, Hey, fine by us. We're going to trade you too. 
the plan, Gerard's plan out in the open, officially out there. Putting it out there, man. You got to listen. You 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 need these guys, but you have to find a way to collaborate and work with them and not let them dictate what you're doing. And I saw that report from Logan Murdoch and I have no reason not to trust it, right? Like because Logan Murdoch uh, has a relationship with KD from his time uh, back in the Bay with the Warriors. And mm-hmm. he did travel with the team um, for a bit this past season to get that profile done on Durant. And the, the talk is supposedly Durant is upset that the front office didn't get a, you know, take the time to understand and get to know Kyrie. Yo, man. What? Understand and get to know what? The exactly. man is the man is Looney Tunes, okay? And he thinks he's the smartest person in the room everywhere he goes, right? We saw what he tweeted against Stephen A about pawns and I don't hang out much many viewers who are 50-year-olds, but my dad and my uncle can come see you because they get it and keep your third eye open, all that stupid shit about, you know, listen. Again, Kyrie's, Kyrie's a brilliant basketball player, but, yo, my dude, you ain't Confucius. You ain't Hegel, right? You ain't some, like, you know, world-renowned, like, you know, genius scholar. Like, you ain't that, okay? Calm down with all that noise. You are someone who literally wants your cake and eat it, too. You want to get a Supermax deal and come to work when you want to come to work and do whatever. And I'm sorry. If I have a team and it is my and I'm an owner and it is my money, I am not paying money for someone who I know won't come to work. That's bad business. Why would I do that? That's insanity. No. I mean, this is going to be really interesting. I mean, we'll see how it plays out. But it's just at one point – the rumors were just like flying everywhere. And I was thinking to myself, wow, could you imagine just looking around and all you see is Ben Simmons left? <laughs> and guess what? But here, here's the is thing. going on. If that's what they have left eventually, Jenna, with all the haul they would get back for KD, that's a good place to build from. Because all the things said about Ben Simmons, this is an all NBA, multiple time all-star and an all defensive guy. If the Nets invest all the resources in getting his mind right, getting his body right, connecting and tapping into him right coach thorpe always says leadership is a breathing spirit into the hearts and minds of others if they are able to connect with ben on a human level and get to his heart and that sounds cheesy but touch him there that could be a whole different thing and change right. the whole way that he looks at basketball and how he wants to play you get a bunch of guys in and get your culture back to what you want the nets can be right back where they want to be without none of those guys look again if i'm sean marks and Joe Sy, I am strongly considering that as my course of action because it's very clear that the way that it's currently constructed, our high more watermark was game seven against the, uh, the Bucks two years ago. That That's that's as best as it's going to get because, again, you cannot count on Kyrie Irving. If he was someone, Jenna, who's going to be there 100% of the time, give all his effort, I'd be like, oh, hell yeah, that's chick. But right. I know for a fact he won't. He's... He's shown us. He's shown us repeatedly he will not do that. So, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Man, I would love to be a fly on the wall. I just want to know what KD is saying at this point. It's like, how how much can you defend it? You know? I mean, I mean you can't, right? Right. And, and KD said, you know, on his podcast, I'm not getting involved in a Kyrie thing. We'll still be friends, no matter, brothers, no matter what happens here. I hope that is the approach you take, Kevin. And I hope you allow Sean Marks and the front office to do their job and trust them to put the right pieces around you. Yeah. Trust them that like, okay, I signed up to be with you guys long-term. I trust you guys to do what's right. Even though 
you handcuffed them by forcing DeAndre Jordan and James Harden on them. You did that. That's true. That happened. But, you know, trust them, and maybe they can work some magic. You're so wise, Gerard. I really value Listen, it. teams, hire me as your GM. That's it. Like, come on. Let's go. I want I want sweet tickets, Gerard. <laughs> come on. Um, But moving on, let's talk about what's going on in Utah, okay? Mm-hmm. We knew that Quinn Snyder had stepped down after mm-hmm. eight mm-hmm. seasons, successful seasons, too. Really respected coach in the biz. So we say where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm-hmm. Was there? Who knows? We'll see. But, again, uh, sources telling – ESPN that uh, they are looking to hire Boston coach. assistant. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, talk to me about this, about uh, Hardy well, here. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, a, a good hire. Um, you know, um, Hardy was brought over by Udoka when he, when he got the head job and he's, you know, he, he he's a solid, a, a really good head coach and, or I'm sorry, a, a really good assistant coach. And we'll see, we'll see where, where it all, where it all goes from there. Right. They knew they had to make a move. Um, and they did it. And the question more for Utah is what's going on with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, which Mm -hmm. one of those dudes are you moving off of trading, doing what have you, right? That's, that's the question. Or are you moving both one and or both? What's happening? Both. Then you're starting a rebuild. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And you know, you, you can probably get quite a haul again, depending on, who, who has a space to absorb, et cetera, all that. So those are two names, again, going back to free agency, Jenna, that could potentially uh, move are and you, Rudy Gobert and or Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, interesting stuff there too because, again, reports, rumors flying that mm-hmm. um, Donovan is pissed, he's unhappy. Mm-hmm. So interesting stuff there. And, again, I don't think they ever – him and Gobert really patch things up from mm-hmm. – the whole COVID issue and all that. So interesting uh, to see who the Jazz stick with. And also another hire there too in the front office, David Fisdale becoming an associate general manager, uh, according to ESPN, which we know that that hire was probably fueled by Dwayne Wade. Good Mm -hmm. friend. Dwayne, for sure. For sure. Right. Because you're going to work with Danny Ainge in that front office and figure out what they're doing over there in Utah. Maybe rebuild time. We'll see. Yeah. Or or rebuild around they're like all right Donovan Mitchell's the guy and we're gonna try to figure out how to move Rudy. The thing about Rudy is he's such a unique player. It's got to go to the right team where it fits, right? And and what is a team willing to give up that makes sense? You know, so who needs fit. some defense? Who needs defense? But who also has perimeter defenders on their team so that Rudy isn't covering for everyone like he was in Utah? Mm-hmm. Yep. A little bit of overworking maybe there in Utah, mm-hmm. which is why he may be unhappy. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Just guessing. Mm-hmm. But. That is all we got, guys. But don't worry, because as soon as we stop recording this, I'm sure there's going to be 12,000 more rumors <laughs> next week. So, no doubt. No doubt. You know we'll be here. Yes, of course. We are part of the Props Network. You can find us on Twitter at Pod, on Instagram at Podcast, We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all that. At JS Hector, at Jenna Lemoncelli. And until next time, everybody, take care.
spent a couple years out here with these raps Trying to have a plan that we made come true Plotted some jobs, but I ain't hit back I don't want to trap, what's a man gonna do? Chevy told me, come through to the spot Got a little kickback, bring the whole crew Ride around 10, came dressed in the nines You already know what we really finna do When we pull up on the scene, pull up on the scene Pull up on the scene, yeah, we pull up on the scene See, my life is a